Welcome back, everybody, to Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. Newton, Kansas, number one Bible reading podcast, two years in a row. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is 177, day 177 today, wow. Eric. Very Unreal. special day for you. It, yep, it's a huge deal. Yeah. Hey, we're going to read Isaiah 33. Actually, this is day 177? It is day 177, Eric. I told you, it's a special day. Almost. Tomorrow's my birthday. Yeah, see. <laughs> That's crazy. It's one day off. Yeah. Anyway, Isaiah 33, 14 through Isaiah 35. Wow. So it's going to be a nice, good reading today. Crazy. It's going to be crazy. Nice and hefty. We're going to do... Okay, so here's what we're doing today. We're switching it up. We're doing something a little bit different. One of us will be reading, while the other is just doing backflips. Just in the other room doing backflips. And we'll switch off seamlessly. So, okay. so I'll start, and Chip's going to be doing backflips in the other room. Don't worry, you're not going to hear him. You're not even going to know he's gone. You're not going to have any idea. Okay, it's going to seem like he's still sitting here at this table, oh, but he's really in the other room just doing backflips. You just yell my name when it's time for me to read. No, 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 you just listen. And, 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 oh, and what's great is you'll, it'll just be seamless. No one, it'll be like you did, it will be like you weren't even in the other room doing okay. backflips. Right. That's what it's going to be like. Okay. It's going to be amazing. All right, you asked for it. You guys will see. It's going gonna, it's gonna to feel like nothing's different, but just know that one of us is constantly doing back, backflips at all times. Okay. Pretty amazing. Let's do it. You'll see. The sinners in Jerusalem shake with fear. Terror seizes the godless. Who can live with this devouring fire, they cry. Who can survive this all-consuming fire? Those who are honest and fair, who refuse to profit by fraud, who stay far away from bribes, who refuse to listen to those who plot murder, who shut their eyes to all enticing to do wrong. These are the ones who will dwell on high. The rocks of the mountains will be their fortress. Food will be supplied to them, and they will have water in abundance. Your eyes will see the king in all his splendor, and you will see a land that stretches into the distance. You will think back to the time of terror, asking, where are the Assyrian officers who counted our towers? Who, where are the bookkeepers who recorded the plunder taken from our fallen city? You will no longer see these fierce, violent people with their strange, unknown language. Instead, you will see Zion as a place of holy festivals. You will see Jerusalem, a city quiet and secure. It will be like a tent whose ropes are taut and whose stakes are firmly fixed. The Lord will be our mighty one. He will be like a wide river of protection that no enemy can cross, that no enemy ship can sail upon. For the Lord is our judge, our lawgiver, and our king. He will care for us and save us. The enemy's sails hang loose on broken masts and useless tackle. Their treasure will be divided by the people of God. Even the lame will take their share. The people of Israel will no longer say, We are sick and helpless, for the Lord will forgive their sins. Come here and listen, O nations of the earth. Let the world and everything in it hear my words. For the Lord is enraged against the nations. His fury is against all their armies. He will completely destroy them, dooming them to slaughter. Their dead will be left unburied, and the stench of rotting bodies will fill the land. The mountains will flow with their blood. The heavens above will melt away and disappear like a rolled-up scroll. The stars will fall from the sky like withered leaves from a grapevine or shriveled figs from a fig tree. And when my sword has finished its work in the heavens, it will fall upon Edom, the nation I have marked for destruction. The sword of the Lord is drenched with blood and covered with fat, with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of rams prepared for sacrifice. Yes, the Lord will offer a sacrifice in the city of Basra. He will make a mighty slaughter in Edom. Even strong, even men as strong as wild oxen will die, the young men along the, alongside the veterans. The land will be soaked with blood and the soil enriched with fat. 
For it is the day of the Lord's revenge, the year when Edom will be paid back for all it did to Israel. The streams of Edom will be filled with burning pitch, and the ground will be covered with fire. The judgment on Edom will never end. The smoke of its burning will rise forever. The land will lie deserted from generation to generation. No one will live there anymore. It will be haunted by the desert owl and the screech owl and the great owl and the raven. For God will measure that land carefully. He will measure it for chaos and destruction. It will be called the land of nothing. And all its nobles will soon be gone. Thorns will overrun its palaces. Nettles and thistles will grow in its forts. The ruins will become a haunt for jackals and a home for owls. Desert animals will mingle there with hyenas, their owls filling the night. Wild goats will bleat at one another among the ruins, and the night creatures will come there to rest. There the owl will make her nest and lay her eggs. She will hatch her young and cover them with her wings, and the buzzards will come, each one with its mate. Search the book of the Lord and see what he will do. Not one of these birds and animals will be missing, and none will lack a mate. For the Lord has promised this. His spirit will make it all come true. He has surveyed and divided the land and deeded it over to these creatures. They will possess it forever from generation to generation. Even the wilderness and desert will be glad in those days. The wasteland will rejoice and blossom with spring crocuses. Yes, there will be an abundance of flowers and singing with joy. The deserts will become as green as the mountains of Lebanon, as lovely as Mount Carmel or the plain of Sharon. There the Lord will display his glory, the splendor of our God. With this news, strengthen those who have tired hands and encourage those who have weak knees. Say to those with fearful hearts, be strong and do not fear, for your God is coming to destroy your enemies. He's coming to save you. And when he comes, he will open the eyes of the blind and unplug the ears of the deaf. The lame will leap like a deer, and those who cannot speak will sing for joy. Springs will gush forth in the wilderness, and streams will water the wasteland. The parched ground will become a pool, and springs of water will satisfy the thirsty land. Marsh grass and reeds and rushes will flourish where desert jackals once lived. And a great road will go through that once deserted land. It will be named the Highway of Holiness. Evil-minded people will never travel on it. It will only be for those who walk in God's ways. Fools will never walk there. Lions will not lurk along its course, nor any other ferocious beast. There will be no other dangers. Only the redeemed will walk on it. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. Hmm. And, and that, that is, is our, our reading, reading today. today. Well, all right, everybody. That was a good reading. That was a good reading. Filled with all kinds of stuff. Wow. But two of the things that we need to know, what does this tell us about God, and what does this tell us about us? So, Chip? Yep. Let's just tell us about God. It tells me that God is our protector. Okay. He's our protector, and he wants to protect us. However, when we wander away from him, we leave his protection, mm-hmm. and we put ourselves in danger. And we saw, we see that throughout the, the Old Testament. We see this in our reading today. He wants to protect us. He is our protector, and we must be close to him to be blessed by that protection. And we see that Israel, they, they um, gave up. Their right, mm-hmm. or right, or, or privilege to be protected, um, but the Lord is is the wide river of protection, and no enemy can cross. And so that's encouraging to me, especially as I try to live for the Lord in a culture today that is anti God, anti Jesus, mm-hmm. anti the Bible. That I know that God's going to protect me. You know, I'm going to go through some stuff, suffer some stuff, deal with some stuff. Yet He's that wide river river of protection that I can call upon and swim in. 
mm-hmm. you know, um, each and every day. Yeah. God is our protector. I love that. I love that. So what does this tell us about us? Yeah. Man, I want to go off that protection deal. Protection. So much of this is about, like, it hasn't been fulfilled yet. So much of that what we true. just read is about the, that is true. the end, the very end. And, oh, man, like, I just think of that. The Lord is our protector. Like, right after that line, he's our protector. I just thought it was so funny. Like, when you think of our protector, you think of maybe like a, a police officer or, you know, in this day, maybe a soldier or a bodyguard, a bodyguard or, yeah. you know, you, like, that's what you think of. But then, so... Uh, he's he's uh our, he'll be our mighty one. He'll be like a wide river of protection mm-hmm. that no enemy can cross, that no enemy ship can sail upon. And then it says four, meaning so because he's our protection, like he's our judge. Mm-hmm. It's just so interesting. Like that's not the that's not the the office I think of as a protector, mm-hmm. right? But to the just, yeah. The judge is a protector. He is. And it even says he is. he's our judge, our lawgiver, and our king. So, like, he is the one who decides if you follow the law. He's the one who gives the law, and he's the one who is charged with enforcing the law, enforcing the covenant, right? So he's all of those things, which means that he doesn't just protect us today. Like you were talking about, you know, in a world gone so wrong, he can protect us, and he does protect us. But it's also this eternal safety protection of being our judge, our eternal judge, of being the lawgiver, of being the one from whom the law is derived and from being our king eternally. Like that that is the protection. Like that is such a, a thing. And so what does this tell us about us? I think when we try to put anyone else in those offices, we're not protected. Hmm. You know, hmm. whenever when, when we try yeah. to step in as judge or we try to say, well, I'm doing just fine because this person said yeah. it was okay. Yep. You know, if we put anyone else in those positions, we're not protected. Hmm. That wide river of protection is dried up and <laughs> our enemies can enter right in. Yeah. You know, that's we're not point. protected. So hmm. that's what it tells me about us, you know, when we talk about that. That's good. So what do we do with that? Mm-hmm. I think you let God be in those roles. Hmm. You know, let God do that. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not just active or passively letting it's more like actively assigning those roles to god Hmm. actively saying god is my judge actively saying god is the one from whom the law comes he's the lawgiver god is my king and that takes faith absolutely it does yeah Mm -hmm. yep Hmm. that's good okay eric well we read through another day we did and uh thank you guys for joining us today i hope you have a wonderful day today thank you and uh, we will yeah. read to you tomorrow. Absolutely, we will. Very proud of you guys. And Chip has to go just after two. Mm-hmm. Not crazy after two, but just shortly after two. Thank you. Eric. So we're going to get going here. We do need to get going. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.